Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. My name is Ray Zander, and I'll be your host for this scrumptious law of attraction hour. As you know, we love to come together and go deep when it comes to the law of attraction. And we're doing that this morning in an extra special way. We're going to be focusing on what it is to be fully engaged in the vibrational universe and still be a parent. Can you stand it? We're going to have a good time talking to some experts in the field of parenting and law of attraction and vibration. And we're just going to have a really good time. As you know, what we do here every week is find ways that you can take these powerful powerful laws and bring them into your everyday experience so that you can really see true shifts and changes because we are dealing with the very vibrational knowing of the universe. It is power equals force equals opportunity to become, let's face it, who you were meant to be, who you came here to be. And it's all about fun and ease and flow. And as you know, we adore the Abrahams. We talk so much about these wonderful leading-edge teachers. And if you have not heard of them or you do not know about them, we encourage you to go to the abraham-hicks.com website and read up all about these incredibly special teachers who are speaking to my heart I know are also speaking to the heart of my guest today. I want to welcome to the show... Sarah Exley. Let me tell you a little bit about Sarah before I bring her on. Sarah has her thumb in a lot of pies, and I love it because that's really how we truly expand who and what we know. Sarah is a law of attraction coach. She is also the radio host for a show called Present Moment Parenting, and you can check out her Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash present moment parenting. She is also a law of attraction certified coach and she is also um, part of the creative mind behind the community of present moment parenting who also has a rock your parenthood e-zine. So there's a lot going on and it's exciting to talk to her today. So welcome Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Wow that was like the best introduction I've ever been you know, thank you. <laughs> hey, my pleasure. We are so excited to have you on the show today. And we're looking forward to just getting more closely connected to this idea of parenting in the vortex. 
So let's favorite thing. Oh, good, good. So tell us a little bit about, first of all, you know, how you came, because it's always interesting to me uh, when people kind of wake up to the idea that they are creating their own reality. How did you come to understand some of these uh, Abrahamic or law of attraction understandings? Well, it it kind of goes back to, I remember when I was first pregnant with my twins, I was so excited, so thrilled. I felt that there is something, you know, bigger happening than just, you know, having two delicious, like, lovely little babies. I felt like I was connected more to myself. And basically what I kind of was met with um, through that experience was, I mean, not everybody was very excited for me. <laughs> and, um, you know, very well-meaning friends and family were trying to get me to understand how difficult this was and how hard it was to raise children and how it was a life sentence and I mean they were very well meaning they wanted me to understand from their perspective from their experience what I was getting myself into and so I honor that I totally get that and at the time of course it was frustrating and you know it wasn't the kind of guidance it wasn't the kind of perspective I wanted to infiltrate my experience but basically what happened as a result of that was you know something inside me said and I remember hearing these words very clearly you don't get to decide you don't get to decide that for me. I get to decide the experience that I'm going to have. And so that was kind of my first inclination towards like wow, I really like I'm powerful enough to create this for myself. And this was, you know, before I had the words or the the conscious awareness of law of attraction. And basically what happened after that is it opened up that connection with this, you know, fabulous material. And, um, you know, that was actually, I think, when The Secret came out. That was the first thing I saw. And I just, I mean, like so many people, I just wanted more. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I get this. And I also get that it's not just about cars and money and and stuff, you know. It's about being connected to who we really are as powerful creators. And so, you know, I just kept exploring. And, you know, through my exploration of my own connection to source, that's how, you know, Michael Logier's material came in and, was very, very fundamental for me to under, you know, in terms of understanding this, that I really needed, you know, straightforward language at first, because, and actually, I remember I had a copy of Ask and It Is Given, and I just couldn't understand it at first. I I know what you mean. I was like, oh my God, like, I am so, I mean, I could just feel that I wasn't a match for the language and for the, for that frequency at the time. I was still getting my feet wet. I was still kind of just figuring all of this out in the midst of, you know, having two little babies and, you know, playing with, you know, my own energy and noticing, you know, how my moods, you know, impacted the experiences I was having and the circumstances that would unfold. And, you know, it was a very, I I mean, I look back on that, on that with such fondness because, I mean, being willing to experiment and being willing to explore this is what, has allowed for just, I mean, my life is so easy and so delicious now because I was willing to experiment and explore with that. And so, you know, it took some time to get into a place where I was able to receive, you know, Abraham's wisdom. And it took, it took about a year or so. I mean, my children were about, they were almost two. And I remember for my birthday, I think it was like my 24th birthday. And my parents got me the, uh, the Abraham master course. And I remember it was really late at night, you know, one of my, one of my children was kind of like having some neediness and they were just needing my attention. And so I was up and I was inspired to, to pop in the master course. And, uh, I just remember feeling like, oh my God, like hearing Abraham flow through Esther. 
I, I even just get choked up, like, just describing it. It was yeah, like... Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just felt, like, such an... Ener- I mean, you can feel that love just pouring out of the screen. And I was like... And I, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, my gosh, I knew it. I knew it. Like, <laughs> it, it, was so, it was such a such a resonance and such a an experience of remembering i mean i think that's kind of the commonality or that's what i hear people say a lot it's like it's not like we're learning it it's that we're just remembering it and that is so exciting to me and i think um so that i mean really just the rockets just kept launching like from then on out i really started to get into the vibrational place of you know being in the receiving mode and you know i remember there was an experience i had very shortly after that where i was i had like a pile of dishes that needed washed you know in the house that we were living in at the time we didn't have a dishwasher and i remember washing those dishes and i was like i mean i was so buoyant i was so lit up just i was like high on life and <laughs> i always remember that and refer back to that like in moments of contrast because that was, I think, one of my first experiences of, like, just unconditional receptivity. It wasn't about, you know, controlling conditions so that I could be happy. It was, like, such a pure, um, it was such a pure experience of joy. And I just, and so that, and it just kind of spiraled, like, it just continues to spiral up from that. And so... Your words are so soothing. I love it, Sarah. And you know what's so fun about these teachers, these Abrahams, as I like to call them, is that when we come to remember them, we also have an immediate community with each other, don't we? Because those of us who resonate with these teachers and, you know, get as you experience this big, yes, I know, I remember. And and I still get emotional sometimes. Um, recently, I've been watching the webcasts um, that Abraham has been, they've been doing, you know, live on their on their website. And they have this chat room where people from all over the world are now engaged in the workshop in real time. And it just chokes me up because it's so fun <laughs> to remember who we are and then connect with each other with that knowing. You know, it's just yeah. exquisite. And... And yet it all is about, you know, our journey being more full, more alive, more vibrant. And what you're saying that even the dishes can be a bliss experience. (laughs) I know. It's like everything is so amazing. Everything is so beautiful, like, as a result of this. And it's like, it's such a constant unfolding. It's like the present moment isn't just, you know, just you know, physically being here. It's like connect. It's like, it's like connection to all that is. It's a really exciting place to be now is very exciting. And so that's, I mean, that's why I I call my business, you know, present moment parenting, because when we are in the flow of now, we are in the flow of source and then we can be available to our children and to each other in a way where it's like, it's the difference between giving from a place where you know, like our well-being is like at the, you know, is um, is being sacrificed, you know, or something. It's like yes. it's a whole paradigm shift. We're not we're not parenting from obligation anymore. We're parenting from inspiration. And that that is the difference, I think, between being exhausted by parenthood and then being inspired and uplifted. I mean, it does not have to be a tiresome experience. It can from my experience, it can be just quite the opposite you can take your energy well with I I can take my energy well with me everywhere I go in fact I mean that's really 
that's the whole point is knowing that, you know, we take our source cells, we take these bodies, we take so much wisdom with us everywhere we go. I mean, we have access to it from anywhere on the planet, anywhere in the universe. So, well, you really said it when you said, when you said, I decide, you said, I decide my experience. You know, when you were talking about the twins and the twins coming and people going, Oh my God, I feel for you and all that stuff. And I, (laughs) yeah. I love that it was that contrast that prompted you into this huge expansion. And so I always say to everyone, you know, kiss the contrast, people. You never know what is trying to come through through what seems like a negative, but we can flip it. And what you said was so powerful. Hey, I get to decide how I'm experiencing this. And and we can from that energy well I love how you said that the energy well that I carry around because don't you find that it's exhaustion that you hear mostly from parents and parenting and I know it as you know a parent of a two and a half year old that exhaustion is the tricky part yeah and I mean I'll be honest I mean of course the, the first couple months with you know twin newborns it was definitely an adjustment I'm not suggesting that you know, we cover up anything with a happy face where there's not really an authentic happy face, but it's like, it, it just, the adjustment doesn't necessarily have to be a long drawn out painful one. Um, if anything, I think, you know, it's like, it's that contrast. It's like, we can look at the wisdom of these beautiful babies. It's like when they want, it's like, what are they teaching us in, you know, their cry for, for affection or they're, you know, when they cry for food or, you know, whatever it is, it's like, what can we, what can we learn from that? Like, is there something that I'm hungry for? Is there something that I'm crying out for? And, you know, we can, if we can just get receptive to the invitation that they're constantly presenting with us, that's really, really exciting. That's when we can really explore our, our, our own happiness and our own connection to source. And that was the part that, allowed me to feel uplifted and inspired and connected through the process of adjusting to becoming to be a, to being a mother so and to being a parent so it doesn't like I said it doesn't have to be painful it doesn't have to be you know terrible <laughs> it can exactly be it can be quite the opposite as you said it really is I often say life is good unless you have other plans you know ah, I love that because it is so much about how our own perspective. So what I hear that you do, and and maybe we can get into this a little deeper, is you yeah. flip a lot of stories. I mean, when you start to feel yourself in the emotional negative pull, I mean, what do you do to kind of flip yourself into a new way to be present and look for, like you said, the invitation rather than, you know, telling the story of not enough? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are two, I think, fundamental things. The first thing is... I have to learn, I mean, one of the biggest lessons, or, you know, if you want to call them lessons, or one of the biggest, most important practices that I've um, been in that's really helped is I have to learn, it's like I have to embrace the pause. I have to be willing to just stop, you know, whatever I'm doing and just feel, it's like, it really, it comes down to being in the receiving mode. Can I receive what's happening within me? And if it's frustration or if it's, you know, a limiting belief that is just, you know, everything in my body is just saying is so not true and is so painful, then I have to, I mean, I have to be willing to be with that for a moment. And I think, you know, it's not about like, oh, I should be happy. I mean, that, I think that's the main story that I help parents in flipping. It's like, because when we're telling the story of should, 
that is such that is that puts up a huge wall in between ourselves and our connection to source and our connection with our children, our connection to each other. It puts up a huge wall, and it's like the wall of should. <laughs> and it's like anytime I say like, oh, I should have this, or I should be. I mean, especially you know, in the in the context of parents who feel tired. I mean, it's not um, being tired is not the problem. The problem is that we feel like we have to do something else other than be tired. And we're telling ourselves that we should have more energy when really we want to sit down or we want to lie down. And, and it's about, so it's really about allowing, you know, what's present to be what it is without judging it. And as soon as we drop that judgment, I mean, that's what stories are really all about is, you know, judging that it's wrong or that it's out of, that it's not what should be. I mean, it comes down to should, right? And so that's that's the main story that I flip. But being willing to pause and be with that, I mean, when we push it away, we know how resistance works, right? The more we just push it away, the more it the more it wants to be worked out, the more it's just going to come to the surface. And, you know, it's like we've got to receive the gift of it before we can move on and, you know, get to what we're really after and be with our connection to source. We've got to be willing to be with whatever's tripping us up. And so, you know, there's tremendous wisdom in being with whatever feels off. I mean, we've got to be willing to listen to that. And if it's, there's, there's brilliant answers to be had. There's a brilliant invitation. So I think that's where presence starts. It starts with being open to what's really here while also, um, you know, allowing what we want to become present within us too. So it is kind of like, there are like two sides, I think, to this. It's being present with what is, being willing to be with what is, and also letting myself want what I want, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. And, and I hear that, you know, sort of holding both of those spaces in that I'm going to be authentic. Because I think a lot of people who, you know, saw Law of Attraction for the first time in The Secret, like a lot of us did, kind yeah. of had this sort of a little bit of a surface lesson or sort of the tip of the iceberg lesson that the secret did so well. But now when we want to go deep, it's not just like, um, you know, that, that I have to just switch into being happy. You know, I think there's sometimes a lot of what I call metaphysical malpractice going on where we just say, (laughs) okay, I'm going to forget it. I'm just going to be happy. I'm just going to be happy. We're authentically, we sort of need to honor, like you're saying, where we are, what you know, have your have your short shout, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot to be had. Well, we're going to take a quick break um, for just a moment. And if you've just joined us, I am talking to Sarah Exley, who is the creative mind behind Present Moment Parenting. And you can check out their Facebook page. But I'm going to be excited to come back in the next segment. And we'll go a little deeper on how to truly use these powerful laws to have the best parenting experience you can, but more fully to be who you intended to be when you came here in the first place. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction on The Line Radio and Unity FM. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. 
Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for the blessing of the financial crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. Turn to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. My name is Ray Zander, and we love to go deep on these issues with Law of Attraction. And today we're focusing on parenting, something near and dear to my heart. I'm uh, just recently, uh, well, two and a half years, boy, it goes so fast. I have a two and a half year old, and knowing the Law of Attraction and becoming a parent I tell you, has been such a gift, such an amazing way for me to truly be present and not necessarily run, run, run from this sometimes extraordinarily challenging experience of being a parent. And on today's show, I have who I consider a vibrational parenting expert in the vortex, Sarah Exley, who is the creative mind behind Present Moment Parenting. Welcome back, Sarah. Thank you. This has been so much fun. Well, we'd love to talk about you know, the real nitty-gritty details of understanding the law of attraction so mm-hmm. that it is something we can, you know, palpably uh, use on a daily basis. And, you know, one thing that I hear a lot with the students that I work with and also the coaching that I do is that people are tired, tired, I'm so tired. You know, let's talk a little bit, especially parents, when, you know, mm. my gosh, you have three boys, count them, one, two, three boys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with tired from your perspective? What what do you do when you hear that? When I hear it from other well, when I hear it basically, I mean I've developed a different kind of ear. I mean, when I hear that somebody's tired, what I'm really hearing, what I feel that they're really saying is like my thoughts are killing me. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I think 
you know, because it's not, it's not about the stuff on the floor. It's not about the toys being picked up. That stuff does not have the ability to make us feel tired. It's about, you know, the story that we're telling about it. I remember, <laughs> I remember yesterday I uh, had, I love I love this so much, so I'm just going to try to be brief about this. But um, I was looking around my kitchen. My kids and I, we had just made lasagna. And, of course, there was, like, cheese on the floor, and there's, like, lunch boxes on the counter, and, the you know, the table was, like, had some clutter on it and stuff like that. And I remember, like, just yesterday, like, thinking to myself, like, oh, i got to clean it up. And then I just stopped, and I just looked at my kitchen. And I'm like... And I just felt it. I looked at everything. I looked at the cheese that, you know, had been splashed on the floor from making, you know, a beautiful platter of lasagna. And I, like, thought, like, my gosh, that was so much fun. You know, it's worth having a little cheese on the floor. And, I mean, that in that moment, my entire perspective shifted from, oh, my kitchen, to, like, look at my beautiful kitchen. Like, mm-hmm. this is evidence of love here. There's, you know, happy lunch boxes on the table. There's lasagna in the oven. There's happy cheese on the floor. It's like, I and all I saw was love. I stopped you know, I was able to just shift my thinking about it in that moment. And I think that, I mean, that's really what this work is all about. Being willing to pause, you know, notice what it feels like to think what we're thinking and to open up to something else. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, I mean, it's really as simple as that. Like lots of people will ask me like, well, what tools do you suggest? And what, you know, I'm, this is why I call it present moment parenting. Cause it's, it's, Sometimes, you know, as parents, I know from my experience, it's like the, when I'm in a moment like that, some, in most cases, the next obvious thing does not feel like, you know, getting out pen and paper. For some people, it might. And that's fabulous. And I totally love that. And, you know, for, for personalities who really like that, I mean, I definitely, you know, we can do a lot with that. Um, but for me, it's like, you know, getting aware of my inner dialogue, getting aware um, I mean, it really comes down to being receptive. I, I say that word so often just because I think that's mm. where that's where receiving the good starts. We have to get receptive to what the, the inner dynamics that's going on within us. And so when I hear that people are tired, I'm hearing that, you know, the, their thoughts hurt. These flawed premises that we think about our children and our lives or whatever it happens to be, those thoughts hurt and they weigh us down and that's what makes us tired. Oh, it's so brilliant to hear it because I you know, when you turn around and say you're not tired but your thoughts are killing you, it really kind of separates you from the fact that there's actually a choice here. That Mm -hmm. you are at choice. Yeah. You know, in how you do that. And um, one thing that I've been using uh, with folks that I that I work with, too, is this. Um, do you remember that stop, drop, and roll yes. thing that they did in the 50s? <laughs> so I was like, stop, drop in, yeah. and, then, and then, like, roll with what's going. Like, And I, the, the cheese experience was exactly, you just did that exactly, where you stopped, you dropped in, and then you rolled with the fact that this is pure love going on here. It's not a messy house. It's not judgment. It's love going on. And I can just hear that then then suddenly you're tapping into the energy of the universe. Like all yeah. that collective energy just says yes to you. Mm-hmm. And then you're in the vortex. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to clean things up. It's like there's nothing to stop me when I'm in that space. There's nothing going. There is no wall between me and feeling inspired to clean it up. 
And that, I mean, that's how we get out of obligation mode and get into, you know, just what feels like the next obvious thing, what feels like ease and flow. I wasn't tired when I, you know, chose to pick up the, the lunch boxes and sweep up the kitchen. And I mean, and my, now my kitchen looks great. I mean, it's like a couple hours later and it's, it's beautiful. And it's, you know, the way I guess, you know, my judgment might say like a kitchen should look, but it's like, I, I love it with cheese on the floor and I love it. Now that it's picked up, either way, it's like my house is buoyant and booming with love, and that's what matters. And we can love the cheese, and we can love the cleanliness. I mean, they're no different. And it's just our judgment. And being aware of your inner dialogue, I just want to highlight that. You know, being aware and receptive, and then being willing to kick those flawed premises to the curb. You know, that this is not how it has to be. You know, we we talk, you know, a lot, Abraham has been, you know, really, really, really into the concept of the vortex. And for those folks who are not as deeply into the Abraham stuff as perhaps Sarah and I are, you, the vortex is really this wonderful word concept premise that is where all the energy of the universe can serve you. It's where yes. everything you want is. It's an energy vibrational field. Now, you can be in an energy vibrational field outside the vortex. And that's where life is hard, isn't it, Sarah? That's where it's I, tough. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, vortex is just a very, you know, fancy schmancy word, which I like very much because it kind of makes me think of, like, you know, there's this, like, lovely, like, there's, like, this tornado of love, you know, like, happening all around me. And it's, like, not in a tornado in, like, the unwanted sense, but, like, just uh, there is, like, a swirling feeling where it's just, like, I just feel like in the rapture of inspiration and the rapture of ease and the rapture of appreciation and joy. And it's like, that's where everything, it, it really brings like the, a big, a feeling of big, like, you know, watching my children ride their bikes. It's like, it's so much bigger than just, you know, what we see on the surface. And it's such an inside thing. And it, and it is so palpable. I mean, I am, I think I am my most attractive to my children when I'm in the vortex and then that's why, you know, when I get on the phone with somebody and I get real excited to talk with them, that's why they want to be with me when I'm on the phone or, like, whatever it is. You know, it's like, it's, yeah, so this well, is... This- you know, what's tricky, I think, about the vortex is it's a practice. And and I think the more that you acknowledge that you're in it when you're feeling good, like, oh, I feel good. I feel the flow of energy. I mean, Abraham often says we really don't need as much sleep as we think we do. It's just we have to yeah. get rid of the resistance because, you know, our bodies are sleeping. I mean, our bodies are resting as we just sit here and talk. But this resistance mm-hmm. idea and releasing that resistance and I love, don't you love the pulling force of the vortex? Like, that is who we really are. So there's a pulling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My experience is that, you know, at first, you know, when I came into alignment with receiving this material and really practicing it and trying it out and exploring it, I mean, because this is so fundamental to who we are, once we get in the flow of it, once we build that momentum, it's really not... I mean, it's not something that we have to effort towards anymore. It's just something that happens naturally. I find, you know, most of the moments that I find myself, you know, in the vortex, in the flow of source energy, it's not necessarily because I did anything, you know, so-called deliberate. It's just, it's because I followed my inspiration all the way to the playground or I followed my inspiration, you know, to the grocery store. Yet, Like yesterday, I just had the thought, like, wow, wouldn't it be so much fun to make lasagna? 
wouldn't that be so fun? And then we get there, and then it's like, you know, things are on sale that I wanted to get. It's like, you know, life <laughs> is just organizing me with what I'm a match to. That's all that's happening. It's not, there's nothing woo-woo about it. <laughs> I mean, and it, but it, it does feel so delicious, and it does feel like it's, you know, it's being in partnership with life. It's being in partnership with the yes energy that is, you know, constantly responding back and forth with us. Oh, your clarity is just absolutely scrumptious, speaking of lasagna. And I, I just love that idea of being following your inspiration, knowing that inspiration in spirit is actually the, mm-hmm. the God in you pulling you forward. Because I think sometimes we talk ourselves out of our inspiration. Oh, that I don't have time. It's not realistic. I can't bring all the kids. There. You know, we kind of yeah. talk ourselves out of what we're inspired to do. Yeah, I know. So that's, that is a huge, that's a big part of the coaching that I do because it's like, I mean, I think a lot of coaching in general is like, you know, it's like we want that permission. I think that's why we've manifested this amazing, you know, these amazing uh, bands of life coaches, you know, because we want that permission to follow that. We want to know that it's okay. And we, ha- we do have a deep desire for, you know, getting in the flow and getting in the habit of following that. So I think, I mean, it's like, we're so brilliant for, for manifesting life coaching and for manifesting life coaches. And, um, but so I love that. I feel honored. I feel delighted that I can help train people back into their inspiration. It's just, it's such a treat. I just, and it, it fills me up every day. It's just, it's wonderful. We we, we do (laughs) need each other. It really, we do need each other. And, and, and in that remembering, because I, I think sometimes we can, we can pull a flaw, a flawed premise like, mm-hmm. like my kids are preventing me from doing what I want to do. You know, that's kind of a, an excuse yeah. sometimes. Like, so I, I can't pursue that because of my kids or I can't Absolutely. do what I want to do because of, how do you deal with that kind of responsibility versus, you know, doing inspiring work or, or action? Mm-hmm. Well, it's my belief and it's my experience that our children, especially today, they are calling us towards our authenticity more so than ever before. So, I mean, and what I like to do with parents who really believe that their kids are preventing them from do, from doing something, I want I ask I invite them to notice their children. Like notice what happens, notice how your son or your daughter acts or notice what they do when they want something. Notice how they don't question their desires. Notice how they just allow themselves to move from moment to moment with this like uninhibited sense of doing what's right for them. And I, so I ask them to just notice and just observe that. And then I ask them to, you know, to ask themselves, you know, what would my life look like if I did that more? And, um, what I find is that, I mean, these, the answers that come from that, that's a very, that's a hard energy. That's a hard noticing to argue with. And so once parents really start to notice that, they start to remember what it was like to be like that as a child. I mean, that's really what parenting in the vortex is all about. It's learning how to be a child again in the sense that we're connected to who we are. We do things without questioning ourselves just because it feels good, just because it feels right. There's not this conversation about, oh, I really should do this and I really shouldn't do that. I mean, you know, and I think, you know, the contrast of that, it's not that that's bad or wrong. I don't want to put any judgment on that. It's just that, you know, the beauty of living life in the land of should is that, you know, if we want the invitation to get back to who we really are, then we can take that and we can love it even more after we, you know, come out the other side of that. So 
But um, the idea of children calling us to our authenticity is just really important because I think, yeah. as we know from these teachings, that the new energies, the children, are are more connected because they haven't sort of as much been trained away for the most part. And I think they yeah. are fantastic teachers. Mm-hmm. What I find challenging, though, is that this wanting energy of children is so prevalent. I want, I want this, I want this, I want this. And there are, you know, and there are just times where I can't facilitate that and how to let go of needing to facilitate all their wanting. (laughs) Well, because it's written, the reason it's hard is because it's really not your job. (laughs) I think that is really, that is a very, very fundamental, like, paradigm shift, I think. Because in a lot of times, and I, I definitely, I am definitely in the process of retraining myself and training myself out of, you know, being the fixer of the home and being the one who solves all the problems and being the one who is like, as Abraham might say, like, I don't want to train my children that I am the vortex through which they receive, you know. <laughs> I don't want to train them into that. I don't want that responsibility. And so there's... There's great wisdom in feeling that indicator, like, you know, wow, this is hard. Like, they're wanting something, and I'm wanting something different. And it's like, that's where, like, this is so exciting to me because it's like our guidance is is working perfectly fine in those moments. When we feel that it's hard, it's like that's when that's the moment, that's the moment to get in touch and feel like, well, what am I believing about their desire right now that is keeping me from being receptive to to my to my source what is what is it that i'm thinking what is it that i'm saying to myself how am i responding to this desire that's you know that's keeping me from the flow that i want to be in and what i know and this is i mean this is a huge this is a really big dance you know it's like because they want something and then you know, we have our own reaction or our, our own response and then you know we want to find the words to express you know what the clarity that's within us. Maybe it's that we do want to give it to them, whatever it is that they're wanting, or maybe we're having mixed thoughts or mixed, you know, vibrations about it. And I've most of the time, in fact, probably all the time when I just do what we were talking about before, when I stop and I just allow myself the space to, to do whatever feels good to do next. And a lot of times I'll just tell them, you know, let me just be with that for a little bit. I'm not quite sure what feels good to me, but I want to do what feels good to me. And I'll say it in those words. Oh, I like that. Sometimes that's when they're like, okay, mommy. And then they like scamper off and it's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this was so not as big of a deal as I was making it. You know, but I think it's like when we feel, when they ask for something and we just, I mean, we want them to be happy. We want them to have what they want, right? And so that's what we want to give our attention to. We want to be able to celebrate the flow of their desire. We want to celebrate the flow of our own desire. And that, that is extremely powerful. And that will, that will activate, you know, an outcome or an unfolding rather that we really want from those moments. I mean, if, like, that's so good. I want to highlight a couple of things before we go to a break. You're okay. not the fixer. You're not the problem solver. You are not their vortex. God, that was brilliant. <laughs> and I, I'm really going to absolutely use what you said is to turn to my beautiful doe-eyed two-and-a-half-year-old and say, I want to do what feels good to me. And they get to say, well, I want to do what feels good to me. And then we actually 
open an opportunity where we both get what we want. And there's a connection that happens there. There's a lot of potential there. And I think sometimes we're afraid to open that up and say, I get to have what I want and you get to have what you want because that's the universe can facilitate that. The other thing that has brought me some relief in that wanting kind of dialogue is I have found if I turn to my child and I say, I love that you want. Oh, yes. It's almost like that's enough sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, to turn off the need to fulfill it <laughs> in that yes. moment. You yes. know. Well, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction, and my guest is Sarah Exley, who is the co-creative mind and, as you can hear, a brilliant Law of Attraction coach. Her organization and her radio show is called Present Moment Parenting. They're on Blog Talk Radio. They're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash present moment parenting. And I really encourage you to give a listen to all that's going on in that community. We'll be right back right after the break. The Unity Message is universal, uniting, empowering, and transformational. Carrying this message to the world with the power of music and song are scores of singers and songwriters who dedicate their extraordinary gifts to helping heal the world and spread the message of unity and oneness. These are the Messengers of Unity. We salute the Messengers of Unity. The voices of the one voice of all humanity. Heroes with weapons of melody and rhyme. Waging peace, one song at a time. Tune in to Pazapalooza, music that matters, with host Richard McDesey to hear the music and the artists who are changing the world, one song at a time. Fridays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. Before the break, I was talking with Sarah Exley, who is a parenting vortex uh, perspective and and really teacher coach of knowing how to fully be embodied in the parenting experience and utilizing the stuff that you know from Law of Attraction and infusing it perfectly so that your family life can be that which is um, giving you energy and not taking energy. And before the break, we were talking about the fact that our kids you know, really are calling us to our own authenticity, that watching them and their wanting and their free-flowing desires is kind of reminding us that we too get to have what we want, that we too get to have our desires. And, you know, one thing that I, I think is a little bit interesting about the Abraham work and about law of attraction work is they're very, very specific about relationships. I mean, they wrote a whole book on relationships. And one of the things that I love about relationships is that they are reflecting our own vibration, that they are informative. So, Sarah, how is it that you work with your kids and, and even maybe the people that you coach to talk about the fact that 
these are little vibrational set points saying, here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. I mean, yeah, they're, <laughs> it's amazing how, you know, this material came like at the perfect, I mean, really it came at the perfect time. It came as I was, you know, learning to be a mother and I was learning to be a parent. And yeah, I mean, it's like, if you want to know about what you're vibrating, your kids will tell you. Absolutely. <laughs> and so that, but that is so exciting because it's like, if I'm not in alignment, I want to know about it. And I want somebody to tell me clearly. And so I think, you know, being willing to accept that information, not just accept it, but it's like, you know, that's what we want that information. So getting excited, it's like, it's not like, oh, don't tell me like the truth. I mean, it's like when we open to the truth and get excited about it and get curious about it, then I mean, not only does that open up the vibrational pathway for, you know, for more joy and more wanted circumstances and experiences, but man, I mean, we, that's how we get present with our children. It's like, and that's how they, I mean, gosh, they receive from, from what I could um, assume, I think they probably receive so much love from that when we're, when we're, we're willing to be with them and willing to take the invitation that they're, you know, inviting us towards, you know, which might be more connection, more presence. Um, I was just, I wrote something on Facebook just the other day, or maybe it was this morning. This topic has been on my mind a lot. I mean, when, when my children don't do what I tell them to do, I feel that, you know, it's not about defiance. They're not doing it specifically to, to be rebellious in any sense. But what's happening, I feel, and what I notice is that there's an intuitive brilliance happening where, you know, they can hear my vibration. They can sense what, what I'm offering vibrationally. And they're deciding in that moment, like, no, I'm not going to join you in that. No, I'm not going to be a match to that. And I mean, that, hello, that is so brilliant. That is the brilliance of our authentic self. And that's what we want. That is what we really want for our kids, and that's what we really want for ourselves. So it's like, you know, when when I have this, like, surface desire to, like, you know, like, like, hey, Quinn, please pick up your toys, or, you know, it's like, is it really that I want him to pick up his toys, or is there something else that I'm really wanting? And in most cases, it's that connection. It's that presence. What I really want is to just be with them and to be with myself, and I want to be at home in my own skin, and... I want to, I want them to be at home and, you know, with them, within themselves. I mean, that's what we really, really want. And so it's like, if we can get past it, now, it, it doesn't mean that picking, you know, asking him to pick up the toys is wrong. I'm not suggesting that anybody necessarily stop doing that, but it's like, it's such a clear way to get aware of the energy that we are meeting them with. And if they don't do what we're asking, there's probably a good reason for it. And so, it's just an invitation to tune in. That's all. There's, it's not about wrong or bad or, you know, being a bad parent or anything like that. It's just about being willing to receive. It's like, you should go back and count how many times I say receive during this show. Because <laughs> it's really the fundamental. That is really what it comes down to, I feel. An invitation to tune in. I just want to focus on that for a moment yes. because I think that is really a way to flip a story. When, when a, a child is, you know, quote unquote, not doing what you want, you want them to do. And there is a defiant energy that comes through. There is an invitation to tune in. And, and what I love about, you know, what Abraham has told us is that, you know, the vibrational universe doesn't speak English, right? It just speaks vibration. Yeah. So our kids do too. Our kids speak vibration. And I think sometimes we, we 
we think we can fool them with our language. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they know better. They know that our vibration is coming from a place of wanting to control or that our vibration is coming mm-hmm. from resistance within us, you know, because when you ask from authentically from a place of knowing that what you're wanting is for your well-being and their well-being, that there is a compliance and that there is a going with energy. And then you can feel when there is a defiance, there's a pushing against, a defensiveness almost, that is this vibrational dialogue. It's really fascinating if you, if you care to see it. No? Absolutely. And it's like, I mean, if I'm asking them something or if I'm wanting them to do something and I have this preset like expectation that oh they're not going to do what I say or like I mean hello what else could I what else am I going to experience you know and so there is that whole piece about you know cultivating expectations that really serve us and that I mean I one of my core expectations is I expect to have a really good time with my children I expect and it's not necessarily about behavior you know, like, that's not what I'm coming from. That I'm not saying, and I know this might, this could very easily be misconstrued. I'm just talking about my, ex- what I expect to experience within myself while in the presence of them. I expect to feel appreciation. I expect to marvel at every, at the brilliance of who they are. I expect to feel connected. I expect to have fun. I expect to play. I expect to feel ease within myself. And, I mean, that's, so that's what expectation is all about. It's not about what the other person does. It's about what I want to experience within myself and getting acclimated to that. And so, Sarah, um, I really hope you write a book. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking about <laughs> it, but I just got a chapter point right there. Cultivating expectations of my kids, how I'm going to feel with them. A lot of this is pre-paving work, isn't it? You know, before you go out, before you're in the public, so to speak, and doing what you're doing, this cultivation of expectation, I think is such a key way to utilize these powerful laws. Absolutely. Because if I am in a crappy mood, like, I mean, that, that place of, you know, feeling off, it's probably not going to take me to the playground, like, in that moment. <laughs> you know, right. and I'm just, I use that example because I know, like, some parents, um, some parents that I've talked to, like, they feel like they have to do so many play dates and they have to do this and they have to do that. And it's like, they're just, you know, that's the difference between obligation and inspiration. And what we really want is to only do a play date when it feels good. We only want to go to the park when it feels good or when it feels like a good match. And when I'm feeling off, I mean, then, you know, I might want to like take a shower at first or like, you know, whatever it is that, so it's like, there's but the, this, the call of source is still happening in those off moments. And I think, you know, that's, that's when we can activate more self-love. That's when we're modeling, you know, or we have a tremendous opportunity to model compassion for ourselves. It's like, I mean, yes, what yes. better What better a platform to teach self-love and to teach compassion than when I make a mistake? Or so, I mean, if I believed in mistakes, but you know what I mean. Like yes, when I do yes. something I'm not proud of or when I, you know, when I have a bad attitude towards something or I say something that, you know, was not very nice or whatever it happens to me. I think those, I mean, there's a tremendous gift in that. And so, I mean, we can bless our so-called negative mistakes or, you know, whatever you want to call them. Yes. And we get and to showcase model. that. Yes. I love, I think that's so key. And 
I think, you know, one of the most challenging things I know for myself as a parent is, um, you know, I try to do some prepaving work and, you know, I know what segment intending is, you know, intending how I want the experience to go. But sometimes, lo and behold, you know, a meltdown happens in public or, you know, something just the, the misbehaving gets so out of hand and now I'm dealing with, you know, the pub, how, how do we deal with that component now of trying to deal with the child and then also dealing with the sort of shame that comes up or embarrassment <laughs> or, I mean, like what, how yeah. do we deal with all those energies? Well, I think it is to some, I mean, in that moment, I feel I mean, obviously, there's a wonderful indicator happening when, you know, when somebody's throwing a tantrum in public or whatever. And I, I mean, one thing, as much as I love the practice of, you know, tuning into, like, what am I thinking about what other people are saying? Sometimes in that moment, it's better to tune everybody out and to just own the moment and to not apologize for the, you know, for the brilliant process that's happening. Like, one thing that I like to do is, like, I mean when I have this opportunity to connect with my child, I, I deliberately choose to not care what anybody else is seeing or what, because then it's like, I mean, I can turn my attention towards my inspiration and I have a moment to connect. I mean, that's really, I think that's the thing to keep in mind. And the, I believe, you know, in my experience, the right words and the right action. I mean, it, it might be as simple as, you know what, I, I really feel best. I really feel that it's time to go home. I feel like it's time to get in the car or whatever it happens to be. But um, there is an allowing, it sounds like. Yeah. Hearing, yeah. It's you, very you, allowing to to honor somebody the space to have a tantrum in the moment that they're having it. So, yeah. I mean, this is... In, in, it's a very great example of, you know, tuning out the shoulds, you know, and stepping into the present and just noticing like, wow, like I, I get it. I get that you really want something. Like, let's talk about that. Like, like, would you like to come sit with me for a moment and, yes. you know, just cry it out, hug it out. I mean, there's, there's such power in that. And so, you know, it's about tuning out what really doesn't matter, which, I mean, who cares? Like, what, exactly. what's polite? I mean, we have to be willing to give to give that up. We have, I, I, in my experience, it's better, It's like if you're going to sacrifice something, sacrifice what's not serving you, which might be, you know, apologizing to, to all the people standing around. It's like, I'm not responsible for their experience. Yeah. I'm responsible for mine. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to connect with my child. I'm going to choose to connect with myself. Even though it's gonna, it might feel daunting, and it still does for me sometimes. Even though I've been in the practice of this, I mean, and a lot of times, most times that a tantrum happens, I can usually trace it back to like, like, oh, it really didn't feel good to like, to I don't know, like wherever it happened to start, or you know, like oh, you could wow. kind of almost really trace the vibrational yeah. train a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and if for some people that. You know, that can show up as, uh, I mean, yeah. it can be a spiral of should, like, oh, I should have done it differently. But it's like, I mean, take the wisdom, like, take the indicator, like, nothing wrong happened here. It's exactly. just emotions. It's just feelings. And, you know. Nothing wrong happened here. Nothing wrong happened here. I And I really hear you giving sort of this vibrational bubble to allow your child to, to let 
their emotional guidance system work. And, and that's yeah. the brilliance of understanding these laws is that emotions are clear indications. And if we can respect them, you yeah. know, it really is powerful. Well, Sarah, we've come to the end of our hour, and I just got to say thank you so much. I really learned a lot this hour from how to be knowing these powerful laws and bring them more closely into my experience as a parent and, and as a, a participant in this family. So just thank you so much, and I'm looking for that book, girl. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're just wonderful, and I hope that you come back again. Again, I've been talking to Sarah Exley. Her organization and her creative passion is Present Moment Parenting, and the most active place to engage her is Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Present Moment Parenting. But I also encourage you, she is a coach, uh, the, the bliss coach, if you will, and she's available for one-on-one consultations. You can check out more about her at theblisscoach.com. Sarah, thank you again, and we'll look forward to having you back on Everyday Attraction. All the best. Well, before we end our show, as we like to do every week, we got a little bit of mojo for you, a little bit of the Law of Attraction and Money cards by our favorite teachers. If you'd like your own deck of cards, I encourage you to go to abraham-hicks.com and pick up your own juicy deck. But until then, our friend Charcel is going to read you a Law of Attraction card for the day. So be well. See you next time. And remember, life is good unless you have other plans. Take care. Welcome to the Law of Attraction card reading. Today's card tells us, rather than complaining, I will focus on positive aspects. When you focus upon lack in an attitude of complaining, you establish a vibrational point of attraction that only gives you access to more thoughts of complaint. Your deliberate effort to tell a new story will establish a new pattern of thought, providing you with a new point of attraction from your present about your past and into your future. The simple effort of looking for positive aspects will set a new vibrational tone that will begin the immediate attraction of thoughts, people, circumstances, and things that are pleasing to you. Rather than complaining... You will focus on positive aspects. This is Charcel reminding you, like attracts like. And today is sunny with possibility. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon, Central Time, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is recorded live on Thursdays at noon Pacific Time on 12radio.com and blogtalkradio.com. This program is generously supported by sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Live in the power of appreciation. Send out a card today www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction and by 1-2 Academy. Reach unlimited horizons from your living room. 
on the web at www.12academy.com. Things may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Unity. 